it's time for the January 13th, 2012 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, an interpretive guide to current events broadcasting from the campus of the University of California at Irvine in the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And, you know, I'm... Uh, Mahler? Mahler! Shh! Shut up! God! Shut! What? Here, there, thank you. What's wrong with him? I don't know. Yeah, I think he's been chasing cars again. Oh. And he gets him really uh, agitated. Again? Again. Well, you, you know, it was well, about a year ago he, what, he, he bit that law enforcement vehicle. I, it wasn't a police car. That's why I say law enforcement vehicle. I think it was a D.A.R.E. program car. And I, I think he oh, had I, issues with it. I hope it was. It, but, yeah, I hope know. it was a D.A.R.E. Uh, by the way... You know, I was, why would they have, yeah. as my yeah. good friend T.R. Black says, why would they have policemen teaching students about drugs? Why don't they have health officials teaching students about drugs? Yeah. Well, right. I don't understand why, why policemen... I mean, I understand. They what is this a threat now? Yeah, it, it is. becomes a threat it if, becomes, if yeah. you don't do what I'm telling you, you're going to be in jail. Instead of here's what's good for you, right? Yeah. Exactly right. And and if if we learn nothing else in the last two thousand years, that we've learned that people, kids, particularly teenagers, don't like authority figures. They really don't really relate to them very well. So why would you do? Why would you impose on them? An authority figure to tell them not to do something. Well, if we learn anything, we've learned to question authority. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, well, you know, regardless of all that, it just seems from the get-go the wrong approach. Right. Yeah. You know, just, just as far right. as just the basics, when you're teaching someone about a particular substance, yeah, wouldn't you be teaching them about the particular substance yeah. and have someone as an expert in that rather than uh, the social? consequences of having the substance right speaking of which yeah i'm going to throw in a plug for for film school i'm interviewing the director of a film called addiction incorporated yeah and it's about the cigarette industry and how in the 80s they were busy at work trying to make a more addictive cigarette and this is the researcher who was responsible for finding out that Mm -hmm. by adding something to nicotine you can make it much much more addictive and he turned sort of state's evidence against the the, so anyway Mm -hmm. good documentary he's now a preacher of sorts against cigarettes goes around and he's a health he's a man who knows what he's talking about a born he, again well, he's, well yeah so anyway I hate them yeah so. but speaking of cars mm-hmm. yes the US Army was preparing for the withdrawal from Afghanistan of tens of thousands of vehicles worth 30 billion dollars they're getting ready they're getting ready to pull out vehicles including a fleet of custom made mine resistant ambush protected vehicles yeah ambush protected how do you protect yourself from an ambush? The very nature of an ambush yeah. means... Would seem to, yeah, to yeah. counter that idea yeah. that you could be uh, ambush-proof. You know. Ambush-proof. Each weighing, yeah. one of these vehicles, more than 10 tons, taller than a single-story building. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So it's taller than your house, it weighs 10 tons, and it's, guess what, prone to roll over. Wow. So uh, this is essentially the Hummer... I, it's not a Hummer, I don't think, but you know, it's it has the mentality of a Hummer, right? You know, it has it has big, fat, and stupid. Yeah, it has Texas written all over it. Yeah. So I'm sure it was. Well, big, I wouldn't come say. on. There are certain I'm sorry, that decent was, that was parts a, of the yeah, of Austin, Texas, Austin. Well, and, you know, yeah, there's the Republic some nice of people in Texas. Yeah, there are, but I'm just saying. It I has mean, I'd that. say the same thing about California during Reagan and insult yeah. you yeah, yeah, when okay. you were living here. All right. Well, uh, by the way, um, 
Are we going to be pushing these off aircraft carriers as we leave uh, uh, Afghanistan? Is that no, no, no. We're just trying to figure out what to do with them. And uh, one saying. of the senior military officials in Kabul said, "We aren't very good at predicting future wars. We just have one all the time." I guess that's what he means. <laughs> but I'm sure we will use them for something. How well, about how about a doorstop? Well, wait a minute. Yeah. So I understand they're leaving thirty billion dollars worth of vehicles, or no, they're trying they're, to figure they're, out. They're trying to withdraw. Okay. $30 billion worth of these big, fat blocks of destruction yeah. 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 rendering yeah. vehicles. Okay. Okay. And they don't really know where they're going, That's but there's $30 billion. Mm-hmm. I guess it's not $30 billion. $30 billion in vehicles, including this fleet of okay. mine resistance. Who knows mine resistant well, vehicles? I don't know how much they're worth each. Okay. I imagine they, you know, if you went down to your. Uh, well, Army local supply. Acura dealer and or, tried to or pick Army, one up. Army Supply. Army Supply. I think you could probably pick one up. I don't know if Acura's making them. I don't think so. Or it's a GM vehicle, perhaps. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, and I assume this is true, is they're going to try and load them on ships to bring them back here to America. So maybe they will be at an Acura dealership. The story didn't even get that far. I'm just but saying. But I assume that's what they're going to yeah, do. Yeah, they're going to bring they're them not, back. They're and going to hoist them over And I, just like, like in Vietnam, they were pushing those helicopters off aircraft carriers because they didn't have enough room for them. I'm just wondering if that's what's going to happen again. Oh, it's a conjecture on your it part. It was conjecture. You're speculating. So speculating. All that. Um, you so, want to, I guess I'm going to keep on the Afghans please. theme here. Do you have any Af- Oh, well, you, you have the big story, I'm sure, the one. Well, I'll, I'll get there. Yeah. Well, I think I am. No, I don't know if that's... A, it's not a big story to me. What you're saying is a big story, but anyway... It's a big story to the Afghans. Citing human rights abuses uncovered by a domestic commission, Afghan President Hamid Karzai demanded that the United States relinquish control of the prison at Bagram Air Base. Ooh. Yeah. See, to me, that's the big story. That is a big yeah. story. The commission's deputy chief later acknowledged that most of the violations, however, were on the Afghan side of the prison. Oh, most of the human rights violations yeah. as well. So they're, you know, the one controlled by the, uh, okay. the Afghani. All right. Well, yeah. All right. So, so, but they want control of Bagram. They want control of Bagram. And by the way, there, um, for those of you keeping score at home, there are hundreds of detainees, what the Americans consider uh, detainees in Bagram, um, most of whom <laughs> will never see a trial or the light of day ever again if we continue to control it. So one way or the other, it's They won't not see the light of day? Most of them won't. They're in they a hole? Well, I'm just... All I, look, let's... They won't get outside the... They they're not going to get a trial. Released. They're not going to get a trial. They're not, not going to get, get a released. And, and they're per- permanently detained. Well, that's what... Yeah. that We reserve the right... I was just going with the metaphor there. Deta- I, know. I was trying I to re- take you literally. I know. Which is a bad thing to you do. You should never do that. Now, you have a big story, you well, say, I, in well, Afghanistan. Well, I, this is the... Uh, to me, to the Afghani people... As opposed to taking over an air base. Well, I'm, that's a big story to the Afghani people as well and, and mm-hmm. to the region. Uh, but the other story that's gotten a lot of attention this week has been the release of a videotape in which uh, American soldiers are seen urinating on the bodies of three dead uh, Afghan-assumed Taliban fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, the the uh, the video show posted online just a couple of days ago shows one Marine as he's urinating saying, have a great day, buddy. Yeah. And he's uh, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So they just more of that, you know, golden like a shower jokes. Another one. Uh, they these Marines were uh, uh, speculating to, speculated to be uh, a Marine sniper team. Uh, so this, is, by the way, this is considered a war crime uh, in certain quarters um, <laughs> uh, to to essentially desecrate 
the remains of uh, of uh, soldiers. Uh-huh. So uh, I don't. It's just again, it's one of those things where uh, uh, the we're already not we're already disliked intensely in Afghanistan and the region, and this does nothing to help us at all. It's not what it's not a, a great PR move. No, no. But you know, out of all the servicemen out there, some of them are bound to have some sort of granted, you know, yeah. MPG device. Yeah, they're gonna film a little video. Yeah, so they're gonna post it. Yeah, That's, I'm surprised there haven't been more of these. Well, there have been a few more, but yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, us, you know, sol- American soldiers shown with body parts walking around, waving those in front of video cameras. Well, that's what you do in war. I know. Well, it's just true. You unleash a bunch of people in, in those kind of uh, uh, kids, essentially, in a situation like that where their lives are on the line every day. They're going to overreact. There are going to be cases where I don't know if it's overreacting. Okay. Well, what do you think it is? I, if you teach someone to act a certain way, then if they act that way, is that overreacting? You have the the overreacting... Perhaps is the war itself. Yeah. Captain John Kirby, he of the U.S. Captain Corps, Mm -hmm. told CNN, regardless of the circumstances or who is in the video, this is egregious, disgusting behavior. It's hideous. It turned my stomach. Well, Captain John Kirby, even though you might think you're protecting a country, perhaps maybe some of your behavior and the... uh, legion of men that you associate with are partly responsible for this disgusting egregious hideous behavior if the, if you have a war you got to expect this kind of stuff right and it and it is disgusting and egregious to me that people like captain kirby don't realize this or i assume that maybe Kirby is just delivering the line, you know, the front line. Behind all this, he's saying, well, what do you expect with a bunch of kids that we've taught to plunge daggers into chests and chew the veins out of people? Yeah. Well, I I, I mean, you're right. This is war and horrible, disgusting, despicable things happen every day. And And after it's over, sometimes you feel like kicking back and well you have to say to yourself releasing don't we don't we have to say to ourselves at some on some level why are we doing this at all and why are we going to con- well there's another part of this um story which uh uh there's a an, a trial underway right now uh, regarding some marines in haditha in iraq where uh they're accused of uh killing 24 iraqi civilians in Haditha in 2005. Oh, yeah, that trial. Yeah, the trial's underway. Um, and it, reportedly, w- one of the Marines testified that uh, Frank Sergeant Frank Wooderich, the commander of the, the, the little squad, testified that he called for violent retaliation against the Iraqi civilians if they were attacked. Wooderich uh, allegedly told his men, if we get hit, if we ever get hit again, we should kill everyone in that vicinity. Yeah. And uh, and it was not long after that that uh, 24 Iraqi civilians uh, were killed and one another, and, and a soldier admitted urinating on the skull of the dead Iraqi. So apparently this is our go-to move when... I mean, you, you know, see what my point here. Yeah, yeah. Out of all the horrible things you do to people, right. they're dead. Yeah. Excuse me about that. I distorted. But they're dead. Yeah. Yeah, I, I jumped into the mic, mate. Oh, is that what you did? Mic, yeah. Okay. They're dead. Yeah. They're dead. And the urination is, uh, at that point, yeah. really to the future of the world, pretty inconsequential and just reflects on 
the person that's doing it. Right. Right. And whatever might have caused him to yeah. do it. It does not reflect on the dead. Right. The I agree. dead have, have been violated already. Yeah, it'd be tough to, yeah. Yeah. It's tough to... Yeah, if you say, uh, Nathan, uh, I gave you a choice right here. Would you like to be shot 30 times? Or have somebody, can I pee on you? Yeah, somebody... I would say, ah, go ahead and pee on me. Yeah. You know, yeah. no problem. Yeah. I, I can wash that off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the next war. You want to talk about our next war? Iran. Oh, that one. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, a couple things have happened. Uh, an Iranian scientist, uh, another one, uh, was killed. Oh, yeah. Was killed, reported killed by a magnetic bomb placed on his car. Uh, that's the second Well, he's third uh, a nuclear scientist. Yes, nuclear. I'm sorry, nuclear no. scientist. Uh, he yeah. was involved in the uranium enrichment program. Uh, so this is... And, an- and what we've been saying, as we said in Iraq, is that they're about to get some weapons of max destruction. That's right. WMD is now in the news again, yep. and it might start another war. Yes. It's an easy excuse to use. I d- and it, I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant to believe what I'm hearing from anybody regarding weapons of mass destruction. It's the cry wolf syndrome. Well, th- because there's... Because yeah, they yeah. didn't find them in Iraq. What makes me think that this isn't the same lie? Right. Well, I'm going to, maybe this will help. Okay. The International Atomic Energy Commission has confirmed that Iran's claim that it has begun enriching uranium in an underground bunker uh, in, near the city of Qom, uh, they confirmed that, that that is in fact going on. That, that is, yeah, that but I, does, don't those kind of confirmations, we had confirmations to the last group of weapons of mass destruction. We had photographs right. that were presented to the United Nation, Nations. Well, Would you call that a confirmation? No, all I'm saying is that the Iranians are claiming that they're enriching uranium for domestic yeah. power, and the United States is obviously claiming they're using it, enriching it to build nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, so they want San Onofre. <laughs> is, is that, I mean, that's what that's you're what, saying, That's right? what they're saying. Yeah, actually, yeah. the irony of Iran is they export almost all their oil. They yeah. actually don't have a lot of domestic oil. To, for use, because and especially now that for their in, power, for their so, own power, so they turn to atomic so, energy. Yeah, and that has to do somewhat. Uh, that has to do with the embargoes and economic sanctions that have been placed on them. So they're under increasing pressure and in how they're going to react. Now, the the Iranians just uh, sentenced an American-born Iranian, uh, Amir uh, Hekmati, uh, as a spy. They've uh, condemned him to uh, to death. So mm. that's sort of ratcheting up. He's an American, American born, born in uh, Arizona. Uh, the other side of it is uh, Leon Panetta, the Secretary of Defense, is saying, and, uh, he said, Iran is not trying to develop nuclear weapons. He said so on Face the Nation last week. However, so this is this back and forth we're going through. This is kind of the dogs of war are beginning to kind of bark. We, although Panetta is admitting they, they, there's no evidence they're building nuclear weapons. Yeah. Uh, or they're using this enriched uranium for that purpose, but he, they're thinking they will eventually. And thank you for that, uh, Mahler. Yeah. Uh, this well, is he heard the dogs of war. He was getting and his. yeah, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the other, the, the last thing in this chain of, of stories is um, Iran is now threatening to block the Straits of Hormuz, which are the straits over which over twenty. 25% of the world's oil passes yeah. every day, uh, block that. And this is the thing that, for me, is the killer in all of this. The, the evidence that the United States is really gearing up for a war with Iran. Yeah. We just sent two aircraft carrier groups to to the Gulf. 
yeah. which we did just before we went into the war in Iraq. If people remember, we started. But that's sending- also they know or we know that they know that we did it yeah so we send it in as a threat yeah not as, as a, a credible a, threat yeah. a very credible threat so, so now they're thinking hmm are they going to do it like you're thinking hmm, yeah they did it last time yeah so yeah so, yeah so again. yeah so there you go she's so, wearing that pretty dress that means she wants yeah she yeah she wants to sex me up yeah yeah so uh so that's yeah and, that's and, a pretty dress and it's a pretty dress yeah, yeah. And it's a, so anyway, so that's our next war, uh, people. Uh, if you if you think it's a bad idea, I think you should let people know about it. Shara's Simsim. Have you ever watched Shara's Simsim? I have not. Well, it's the Palestinian version of Sesame Street. Oh, uh huh. It's the. I know I'm surprised about you haven't tuned that in. Oh yes, I know about. Yeah, this. it was canceled though. Oh, I know you're going to be disappointed about that, or you already are because I told you. <laughs> yeah, it was canceled following the withdrawal of. $200 million in funding from the U.S. Agency for International Development. So we cut their Sesame Street funds Wow! in Palestine. I, 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 <laughs> Somehow that seems okay to me. I loved... Uh, I they lo- can get the DVDs, you know. Yeah, I loved their... The, the, uh, uh, never mind. What? I, I, no, I, wanna... no, I loved, I loved uh, Iman. He was my favorite character. The little puppet Iman. He was fantastic. He was a little fuzzy guy, and you know he had a, you know a lot of hair. He had a beard, yeah. and 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 uh, yeah. and then there was. Uh, this mi- is this is supposed to be funny. It's not really funny if you're mis- Palestinian. No, I know. I mean, it's not like it's that's is offensive. That vaguely, is it's that just not funny. Okay, you know? I was trying to be you know. I know, but it's but people use that for humor sometimes. sometimes. So I'll let it go. I'll let it go this time. The Mexican government said that more than 47,000 people have been killed in the country because of President Felipe Calderon's declaration of war on drug traffickers, which happened in 2006. Now, they didn't say that's why, but that's essentially what the report seems to indicate. 47,000, nearly 13,000 people died in the first nine months of 2010. Oh, my. Some analysts say the toll is considerably higher. The Mexican Census Agency has identified 67,000 homicides from 2007 through 2010, nearly double the government's count of drug-related deaths for that period. So we're talking about a a toll which is greater on the Mexican people than any war that we've recently had, at least for our casualties. In that time, that's greater than the amount of Americans who died in Vietnam. American soldiers died about 58,000. And these aren't soldiers. These are probably a a good deal of innocent people But it is war. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Hey, hey, let's talk about Anonymous, the hacktivist group. Mm -hmm. Hacktivist group. Are they hacktivists? Yeah. Thousands of British email addresses and encrypted passwords, including those of defense, intelligence, and police officials, as well as politicians and NATO advisors, were posted on the Internet following a security breach by Anonymous. Among the huge database of private information exposed by the hacktivists mm-hmm. are the details of 221 British military officials and 242 NATO staff. And this is uh, civil yeah. defense workers working at the heart of the UK government, including several in the cabinet office, as well as advisors to the Joint Intelligence Organization that acts as the prime minister's eyes and ears on sensitive information. They've also exposed their, their encrypted codes to get in and their uh, addresses this is kind of wild stuff it's wacky and wild it is wild stuff yeah i mean I, as much on. as i'm in favor of transparency and i am 
you have to be a, there has to there's a line here right i mean yep. bad guys can get this in for as much as we want to know bad people who want to do bad things well i like it. the gambling nature of, of of anonymous you know people have to go to las vegas are just pansies yeah what are they gambling with you know coins right money Mm-mm. yeah Mm-mm. stuff like that these guys are gambling with the future of the world here yeah, yeah they they're really just are. saying let's you want to be honest you want to talk honesty yeah let's you want to really be open and transparent well here it is and let's let the dice roll but this is a reaction to the fact that governments are increasingly less and less accountable and transparent. This is this this is a reaction, right well, or wrong. I, this is I don't know. It's so much a reaction is it's available. We can now do this. If you give somebody yeah, the so, equipment yeah. to do something, chances yeah. are, yeah. yeah, they'll do it. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, I do, and I agree yeah. with you. I do. I I just think that this this sense that governments generally speaking are not honest with people or I don't not think they've ever been right yeah but we're more aware of just how dishonest they are now you but are by virtue of the leaks we know yeah. how dishonest they are well if you pay attention to that stuff yeah. yeah flowers are sprouting in january yes in new hampshire whoa really the sierra mountains in california are nearly snow free yeah and lakes in much of Michigan have still not frozen. And that's the, the new year. But you'd be... Right now that we're experiencing, which yeah. is ringing in another ridiculously wacky winter. Yeah. For the U.S. in Fargo, North Dakota, the mercury soared to 55 degrees. That's pretty warm in, the, in Fargo. It's yeah. been 55 here a lot of days. Yeah. Breaking a 1908 record for warmest January day in recorded history, more than 99% of North Dakota had no snow on the ground when this was written and over 95 percent of the country that normally has snow at this time of year 95 percent of the country that normally has snow uh, had below average snow cover more than 95 percent of the country that normally uh uh, the the cause of this warm first half of winter is the most extreme configuration of the jet stream ever recorded so we have a it's a strange looking jet stream usually you know you have that nice wave yes it's just straight across really yeah or it looks like that yeah you know, the, it the, just, the visual yeah. on it yeah yeah it's usually a, you're right it kind of dips down and back up yeah. kind of configuration so i guess you have these these pressure systems that don't have any any tweak to them they're just moving straight across or they're they're keeping out the snow and the moisture i don't know I don't know how that works. But uh, but you'd have to be a, a Kenyan socialist to think that uh, there was anything to do with global warming or climate change. or how, Kenyan? How, yeah. Well, I just threw that in there. Wow. Yeah. Kenyan. You yeah. threw that in? Yeah, I just threw that in. You have to be one of them. To, is to, there something to Kenya or is it just... It's just what they call Barack Obama, right? Oh, Kenya, that. Yeah, oh, socialist. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. See, I can, I'm so far away from that stuff. Do you, you, are they still talking about that on TV? Well, they, they, they're still talking about his, his uh, birth certificate. And, Who, who's doing that? You, do you watch Fox News? Well, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I do. I do. That's part of the problem. Speaking of New Hampshire. Yeah? They just had an election on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. We're a little bit late. Romney. This. Romney. Woo! Romney. 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 And you know, Romney. speaking of Kenyan Ro- socialists, what? you know who sounds like one now is Newt Gingrich. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm I, loving this. Amazing. This is the most amazing thing. Well, let's just say for the people who haven't been paying attention, Mitt Romney trounced the competition in um, in New Hampshire. He won mm-hmm. with nearly forty percent of the vote. His Next, second consecutive win after taking the Iowa caucuses. Yes, by eight votes. Yeah, thirty nine percent for Romney. What, Ron Paul Ron, got about twenty something. Yeah, something like that. And then Huntsman came in third. Huntsman, eighteen percent. I yeah. do remember that. So, uh, so we got New, much, uh, Gingrich and Santorum pretty much in a fourth place deadlock. Yeah. And uh, apparently, Newt hasn't taken too kindly to being in fourth place. Apparently, he's decided that he's going down, everybody else is going down with him. And he, to his credit, as well as Rick Perry, have launched a series of blistering attacks on the bona fides that uh, Mitt Romney claims to have in running the economy of the United States, which is his behavior as one of the partners in Bain Capital. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, right. he's, he's made some profits off of, or he's, he's, he's given contracts to companies involved in public-private partnerships uh, yeah. with, with the, uh, yeah. the government he was in charge of. Uh, oh, Mitt did that, too? I didn't even know about that one. Mitt did that? Or, or are you talking about I'm you, talking about Romney. It was uh, a public-private. Yeah, yeah. he, 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 okay. Uh, th- There's suspicion that, yeah. that this has been going on. Well, th- it's been favorable uh, Bain Capital connections that have profited from Mitt Romney's position, it appears. Yes. Well, I, I, putting that aside, which is good news, good uh-huh. to hear uh, that he's going to get caught for doing that. The uh, the other part of it is is um, the Perry and Newt Gingrich are calling him out as a vulture capitalist, yeah. essentially saying you're profiting from the on the misery of others by going in and, and uh, hollowing out these companies and selling off the parts that are more profitable or are profitable at all, and then essentially gutting them and walking away. And uh, and because venture capital and what they're about is not about creating jobs, it's about making more money. It's what I call, what I've heard called, extraction capitalism. It has got nothing to do with making anything. It's got all. It's all about taking money out of out of uh, assets. Yeah. Well, the, the the obvious thing to do then is to vote for Ron Paul. Because because I think he he would speak to that cause uh, and has been for quite a while. But, well, okay, okay. But the no, ass, yeah. I, I'm just saying, yeah. I, if he's, if if he's in second place and and Romney, if you just discover that Romney is a tool, then <laughs> wouldn't the logical thing to be uh, to vote for the guy that really has not been the tool for so? If that's going to switch your no no, position, it doesn't. I'm, I'm saying are you going to vote for Newt Gingrich? I mean, it doesn't make. Sense, it, I'm going to read the quote. I'm going to read the quote from Newt Gingrich because I just think it's amazing, and I do think this has something to do with the Occupy uh, Wall Street movement. Yeah. I think they, that the whole the dialogue around the Republican Party has changed dramatically. I mean, you can't really. Yeah. It's hard to. I mean, it's hard to believe that Newt Gingrich would say uh, about Bank. Bank uh, there's an article in uh, I forgot what magazine outlined the uh, in detail Bain Capital's how it acquired a a company, in essence, had looted it and laid off 1,700 people. Yeah. Now, if that's accurate, that, and there are three or four more examples of that same thing going on with Bain Capital. This is Newt speaking? This is Newt Gingrich. Okay. For those of us who believe in the free market, and yeah. for those of us who believe that the whole goal of investment, entrepreneurship, and job creation would be pretty hard to justify rich people figuring out clever ways to loot companies and leaving 1,700 families without a job. Yeah. Now, this is this is something, a critique you would hear from the left. Yeah. A, a valid critique. Yeah. And it's a valid critique by Newt Gingrich. Now, he's finally, I mean, to his own interest, he's finally realized that this is a good thing to say, 
But it's amazing. And now the Republicans are completely in a tizzy that one of their own is attacking yeah. what they consider the essence of capitalism. Yeah. So I, I just think it's amazing. It's well, an amazing development. Are you calling him a Kenyan communist? No, I'm not calling him any. I'm thinking this is in his own self-interest. He, does, uh. he hates Romney with the passion of a thousand white hot suns. It's just that he wants... But he's well, now you're, saying you're, things. He's he stumbled upon something that's true. Is all is what I'm saying. Well, and, and it's amazing. I don't know. I don't know what to say to it. Well, it's I, politics. It's trying to interpret this. It's yeah, politics. It, it's, he wants to win. But uh, what what is really behind him wanting to take down Romney? A lot mm-hmm. of things. He wants to be president. One. Mm, yeah, but and now but he's tied with the Romney his... in the latest poll in South Carolina. So okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, it's, he wants to win South Carolina. Yeah. That's what he wants to do. Right. And and somebody told him that there's a strong populist demographic, a Tea Party contingent yes. that would respond favorably to, to any uh, anti-big business. Uh, yes. Yeah, big government. Big government, big talk. business, yeah. So so Newt's doing that business. He is. And yeah. here's a guy that took, well, you know, a couple million dollars from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, right? Yeah. So. What do you think, Mahler? <laughs> He doesn't like New Gingrich very much. Molly. Jeez. So, anyway, I'm just, I, I just, it's a, an amazing. Oh, that was scary. It was, that was scary. What do you think about uh, <laughs> Romney saying, I like to be able to fire people who provide services to me, you know, if someone doesn't give me the good service I need? Well, you, we, he's, I think I'm all in favor of him. I like to fire people. I like what he was saying yeah, in the contest yeah. was that if, if you ask somebody to do a job for you, you know, you say, you, you know, yeah. you're. Whatever it is, and you catch them sleeping, right? Instead of doing their job, right? You want to fire them, right? Yeah, I so I, I just want to make that clear. And it and in the con- in, that's right. It was I, a quote taken out of context. Yeah. However, unfortunately, or however you want to look at it, the um, the context. I mean, the the statement itself feeds the narrative that Newt that Mitt Romney is that's what he's about. Yeah. Firing people, not not creating jobs. It feeds that narrative, yeah. and I think it's well, an that's accurate, all it is. Yes. Oh yeah, but it's it's accurate. How many other things have fed that narrative? It's it's accurate in feeding the narrative. I don't know if it's accurate in really characterizing everything that Romney would do when he was president. Okay. There's so much what he says that. I think he's just saying to get the most votes oh. anyway. It's hard to say what he would do if he was, it, actually was in a position of power. I, I mean, last time he was in a position of power, he came up with one of the uh, best health care programs in the country. last time in the country. Yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, As governor of Massachusetts, he came up with one of the best health care plans and you're in right. the country. I, but I, in my lifetime, I can't recall a uh, few politicians I've ever heard are more transparently... Uh, Oh about my. about getting okay. I think you just Saying, don't like his face. I, I okay. You, you know like, what he, you know what he looks like to me? Who? Max Headroom. He kind of reminds me of Max yeah, Headroom. Yeah, he has a little Max Headroom thing going there. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah, okay. The Electronic Frontier Foundation filed a lawsuit against the Federal Aviation Administration seeking more information on how law enforcement agencies are using unmanned drones. Mm-hmm. Inside the United States, the FAA has reportedly authorized more than 270 drone flights inside the U.S., with 35% being flown by the Pentagon, yes. in case you're wondering where they came from, mm-hmm. 11% by NASA. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they were doing. And 5% by the Department of Homeland Security. I can, t- I can tell you what NASA was doing. What were they doing? They were looking, uh, they were exporting uh, Uranus. Huh. But the Department of Homeland Security is the one that, that uh, I find a little bit troubling. Oh, there's only 5%. Anyway, 
Anyway, they uh, drones now account for the major portion of U.S. of the U.S. military's aircraft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, more drones than regular aircraft. Oh, tell so me. smaller. Uh-huh. Yeah. According to recent congressional research service report, 31% of all military aircraft are drones compared to just 5% in 2005. Outstanding. So we got lots of drones. More drones. But they're small. They're small. You know, speaking of urination. Yes. A Colorado woman was charged with criminal mischief after punching and sliding down a $30 million painting by abstract expressionist Clifford Still. Still does, it, you know, for what it's worth, his almost look like tears, his, his paintings. They almost look like large gashes. Uh, she also then urinated on herself after she did this. Was, was this an art, was this an, uh, an art yeah. project on her own part? I, mean, was she, I, I have no idea. Apparently, it? she just didn't like the painting. Okay. Uh, it doesn't appear she urinated on the painting, though, and that the urine damaged it, said the uh, district attorney in Denver. It, it so did. she's not being charged with that. It did not damage it. Did. It, well, she peed on herself. Okay. Maybe maybe it was some sort of ecstatic response to a art moment. She kind of lost maybe, control. Maybe she saw her. the jagged edges of the Clifford Still and her jagged edges of the yeah. of the knife and and just couldn't hold it in. Yeah, that could be. Uh, what do you think, Mahler? <laughs> yeah. You think it was justified? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Here's uh, something. Just uh, about the Supreme Court and uh, cursing. Okay. Why don't, why don't you know that they're considering whether it's okay that we should curse or not? Oh, whether or not, uh, what do they call it? The uh, fleeting obscenity? Oh, yeah, yeah. The fleeting can, expletives. Expletives. Yeah. Can I get away with one of those right now? Oh, now it sounds planned. So well, okay. no, you not right now. They're talking about it at okay. the Supreme Court. So okay. you can't get away with it until they say, eh, you know, okay, it's okay. Okay, so I'll wait. I'll wait on that. Yeah, the material at issue includes the isolated use of expletives <laughs> as well as fines against broadcasters who showed a woman's nude buttocks on a 2003 episode of NYPD Blue. I have that taped. I have that one. On tape. Why would you do that? Don't you have any access to seeing a woman's buttocks other like, than... See, like. that's the point. Apparently, people have so much access to seeing buttockses and yeah. obscenities yeah. that w- why are we keeping... Why are we punishing the, yeah, the networks yeah, and true. making it impossible for them not to, to show a, a to woman's sh- buttocks? To share. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good. Okay. Uh, we'll see how the Supreme Court comes out on that one. Yeah. Toxic chemicals. The, the amount of them released into the atmosphere yeah. nationwide increased 16%. What do you think? <laughs> wow. That, that would be on Obama's watch. We're number one. That was reversing a downward trend in overall toxic releases since 2006. Mm-hmm. This is according to the EPA. The spike was driven largely by metal mining and also by the chemical in- industry. And the invisible hand of the marketplace. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the whole... That's the whole push right yeah, there, the right invisible, there. Yeah. invisible hand. So we can breathe more well, well, we, when we, <laughs> cautiously. <laughs> I want some good news stories. I got some good news stories. I don't want to hear them. And MSNBC suspends Pat Buchanan. Apparently so? the, the racist, like the racist uh, gas bag was, uh, he, he was finally, l- well, suspended. He's probably gone. Uh, his, his latest book was, is called... Um, Suicide of a Superpower and his appearance on a white nationalist radio show, Color of Change. Uh, 
Buchanan uh, apparently said, uh, what did he say? He said stuff. I'm getting too old and don't pay attention to what oh I'm saying. God. Yeah. yeah. And in his thing, in his new book, he writes about the European and Christian core of our country is shrinking and is damaging uh, the nation and end of white America. And la, 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 la. So he's probably gone. Well, he's right. Well, the he's right. Demographically, yeah, he just yeah. has the wrong interpretation. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, that's right. It's true. Uh, unemployment man. went down a little bit, eight point five percent in uh, in uh, December. Yeah, I'm getting to the good stuff. I mean, good good stories. I mean, good you know things make people feel better. On the other hand, yeah. even though unemployment is down, a new uh, survey by Pew Research has found nearly two thirds of Americans believe there is a very strong class conflict between the rich, rich and the poor. Yes. So that's coming to perhaps play in perceived people's perception of the next election it's happening and, and i'm sure that you know the the romney people or the anti-romney people had hold of that research yes because why not why not point out that this man is so wealthy and wants to fire people and, and he's he's lined with big business screwing you over you know the revolution will not be televised it's mm-hmm. it's happening people are starting to actually understand some very basic facts about america now mm-hmm. and I, and whether it's the tea party whether it's occupy i don't care it it's actually people are it's seeping into people's actual awareness which is good wow yeah um the African National Congress celebrates its 100th anniversary uh t- this year <laughs> anniversary um, Happy anniversary to you. And by the way. Happy anniversary <laughs> to you. Happy anniversary, African National Congress. Happy anniversary That was to the organization you. that launched um, Nelson Mandela into uh, prominence. He was one of the organizers yeah. of the African National Congress many, many years ago. Uh, and by the way, during the Reagan administration, for all of the Reagan administration, the African National Congress headed up by Nelson Mandela, and later became president of South Africa, was considered a terrorist organization. Oh, yeah. It was a terrorist Uh, organization. Well, they were a terrorist organization right about the same time that we were uh, helping al-Qaeda form. Yeah, that's right. That's that's right. Yeah. Uh, Good one. Let's see, what other one? Oh, another good international story. You got one? Yeah, it's good news. It is. Uh, An San Suu Kyi is yeah. uh, the uh, woman who is the Nobel Peace Prize winner who's been a political prisoner in Burma for many, many years, has announced her intention to run for a parliamentary seat in April. And yeah. it's uh, she'll win. A- and whether or not she'll be allowed to, to take a seat or not, it'll be interesting to, to, find, to, uh, to see. But that's good news. A Nobel Prize winning woman who's been under house arrest for uh, 20 years or so is finally getting a chance to represent her. Well, we'll see if it's good news after she does something that's good news. Yes. Okay. We have anything else I just thought those were good. Look through. Well, I do. It's good news. news. Are you looking for good news? Go ahead. You put a little star in there. You put a little star. You know, I put one of those gold stars. stars. Occupy was the name. The you lick the, the back of them. The, the word. The word. You of press the them on the page. <laughs> uh, U.S. bans u- uranium mining near the Grand Canyon for the next twenty years. Yeah, is that good news? Yeah. If you like uranium, it's not good news. If you well, like it's uranium, near the Grand Canyon, they, they banned uranium mining. How near the Grand Canyon? I saw a map. It's pretty close. It's not. It's not like a donkey. Fifty ride. miles. It's not like a donkey ride away. I mean, it's a ways, but it's close. Well, a donkey ride is because you know, don't can. you take the donkey ride down the Grand Canyon? You can. You can ride a donkey just about anywhere. Can you? Yeah. Is that light? So you could, if it's you, a donkey ride away. Do you need a license to ride? It? Okay. 
No, it's it's. it's I could ride fifty it's miles not on, on the a rim of the. Day. It's not on the rim of That's, the of, of the Grand Canyon, but it's yeah. close. Okay. You know, and, and it's uranium. And it's uranium. And I'm sure that there is the, the Iranians uh, it's are looking legal. Yeah, it is to mine there, mm-hmm. and and the people who are mining have the ability to pay for that mining. And until we regulate that, it, it is news, I guess. Well, only yeah. if yeah. I mean, you want to regulate that. I just, yeah. Do we need more? What, uranium? what do we get at? I don't know. What do we? What do we make out of? Well, uranium? I know we use it for like X-rays, medical stuff. We do use it for that. Well, you want how many X-rays have you had in your life? Probably less than ten. Really? About 10. What about in your teeth? You ever have your teeth Oh, you're right. Hell, I've had a lot more than that. I probably yeah. had 20 or 25 then. Yeah, yeah I, bet be... you had, I bet you've used your well, fair just, share of uranium. Just listen to me. You, you, know, stop, I've had a, you know I've had a lot of Stop complaining about it. I'm not complaining. I'm saying they use it for that. That's fine. Well, let them get away with it without bringing it up on the show. Yeah, right. And finally, theoretical physicist and cosmologist Stephen, Stephen Hawking. Mm-hmm. God, he's still alive. You know him. <laughs> Yeah, the man. I I can't do a good Stephen Hawking. You need one a, of those. It's been a while. Voice coders. Yeah, voice. but it's it's the voice coder. That's yeah. what you really need. Yeah, really so there are people that can do good voice coders, not me. Anyway, Stephen celebrated his seventieth birthday. So he's, so he's getting up there. Mm-hmm. That's that's Stephen Hawking. I don't know if you can hear that, but he's coming in the room. That's him. That's him. Ah. And he's, he's at his 70th birthday, and that is a big bash there and everything. And, and he spent most of the day, he said, he spent, he, spent most, he spent most of that day, and he also spends most of his life doing what, do you think Stephen Hawking does? Thinking. Thinking. And what do you think he he's thinks thinking about? thinking about the universe. And he's thinking the... about women. Oh. That's what he said. He spends most of his day oh. thinking about women. They are, he said, a complete mystery. 